Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And over there is just Johnny, and you're listening to the Geek Town. Yep. Uh, uh, damn right it's funky. I want y'all to know how funky it is. I'm getting down, I'm getting rough. I'm not living, but I'm holding. <sighs> Sorry, man. Yo, I got into the zone and I started losing myself in the words, but the nouns and verbs are coming to me now because I'm sitting here with Herb. Yeah, see y'all pulled it back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the side of him right here, the champ from mm. Parts Unknown. I know where you're from, man. I mess with you. Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How we doing, Patrice? I'm cool, man. I'm doing okay on this Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah, Labor Day. Did you work today? Uh, kind of. I did a lot of stuff for this show and some hosting gigs I've got coming up, man. Um, it never stops. No, I can't. Got to make the money, man. Oh, for real, for real. And a man who knows all about making that money over there, trying to look like non, non, nondescript and, and like just clothes. He's really got like, wait, no, I thought you had like serious business and stocks on there. He got porn on the computer. I can see it from here. Just Johnny. Yeah, baby. Crooked stuff over there. There's too. some horses Seriously. going on. <laughs> I didn't mean to call you out on air, man. I just thought our Twitch, our Twitch viewers would like to know exactly what's happening in the background. They're probably getting the live feed right now, anyway. So. Oh yeah, they can see. That's right. The barn is open. Mm. Okay. Well, I, pro- I, pro- I promise you, all those actors are over 18, um, in human and in dog years. <laughs> all right. <laughs> of course, Get over there. This dude looking uh, looking disgusted in the back is uh, is uh, DJ Herbie Herb. Hey guys. Oh man, we started off on a bad, bad note, but still we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. As always, dude, I got to check out Vixen, the animated series. We're going to mm-hmm. delve into that. I got to read um, a new comic from Dynamite, a company we don't talk about too often on here. Um, Money Penny. Yeah. Yeah, from the James Bond universe, Money Penny got her own one-shot, and we're going to lay into it in a bit. Yeah, they've got a, a bunch of good Bond stuff going on. I haven't really read most of those, but uh, I have checked out a few, and they're great. So this one was... Fantastic as well, so we'll get into that for sure. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And uh, dude, Johnny uh, and I got a taste of <laughs> um, a game that brings me the back 80s. to when video game yeah, exactly yeah when when, when gaming was raw. You know when it went, uh, when, it, when when it was rough. Yep. You know it took no prisoners. You know the games hated you and they wanted you to know it. And psychedelic colors was the only palette. Exactly. D- I, like hard drugs were being done. None of this. I did weed and maybe LSD. I'm I talking did like, weed. Exactly. The I, 80s. I, I did. I did some of that there weed. You know the the marijuanas. I uh, I I experimented with the marijuanas. This you know, is what all, one all, all, marijuanas can do to you. Each one of them. The mar- the, the multiple marijuanas. <laughs> all the hard times are there. All right, and do and we also got. I was really hoping Mix McCobb could be on this show because we have Death Note. Um, Netflix is Death Note, not the old school, um, old school, not the original animated Death Note, but Netflix's new live action Death Note adaptation of the manga. Oh man, I got some stuff to say. Well, uh, the anime was an adaptation of the manga, mm. and now we have the live action adaptation of the anime. Ah, yes, yes, it's gonna get special. It does sound like what yeah. a, a Western take on the anime. The, yeah, the well, manga or the anime. I'm not sure which one. I didn't an adaptation of an anime. Uh, I'm not familiar with either of those, so uh, I just well, watched a movie. Yeah, it's a Western take of the anime itself, um, which I'm not going to automatically cut it down for that because there's so many other reasons to cut it down. But first, I'm going to ask uh, DJ Herbert over there. Are you an anime fan, my friend? Yeah. Cool. Are you a comic fan, my friend? Of course I am. Are you a gaming fan, my friend? Sometimes. Are you a comic fan, my friend? Yes. I see that twice. But see, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all, it's all good because consistency. We have for you, my friend. And I want you to be aware. It's gonna get. It's gonna get amazing. Woo! Yeah. All right, but no. First off, let's jump into um, Money Penny, James Bond's Money Penny, in uh, her own one shot. 
Now, the Money Penny character, Daniel who doesn't know, has for a long time been the secretary uh, to M, James Bond's boss and the head of MI6 in the Bond universe. And it wasn't until the last uh, couple Bond movies that they started really fleshing out the character. Giving her actually something to do. Exactly. Yeah. Other Making than her... be hit on by Bond. Yo, that was that was like the uh that was the um that was the long standing run of the character. The definition of Money Penny was um the uh, really thirsty office chick that James Bond teased but never really got with. Mm. I, f- I feel like he threw uh, one or two. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it's suggested for sure. You never really get that satisfaction of knowing, but it's yeah, you definitely felt that it happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely in the past few bonds, she was actually a field agent for a little bit, mm-hmm. and before she was the uh, her, his uh, office mate. I like that dude because before she was just like the thought that's behind the desk. Right. This dude comes in and plays with it every now and then, but it was kind of it's a, it's a good character to have once or twice for com- from comedic purposes. We consider the woman herself. It's really just like a base, um, almost nothing character. Definitely, that, yeah. Yeah, you know, and now she's become more of like a, a prominent, uh, powerful female figure, which is tight. Uh, this book um, goes out of its way to emphasize that, which I actually really liked. Yeah, and it definitely goes from, it, it, it bounces back from like then and now, mm-hmm. like from current time to like her training and everything like that. So it gives her a, a definitely a, a wider berth in terms of like her character. So you get to pick up a bunch about well, her believe it or not that style of storytelling actually almost um that almost turned me off to it because that confused me a little bit because i'm like we're learning about this character but we know this character i kind of just want to see her in action already okay you know, and what they did was they're showing her it's like now she's in the field cool we're starting off on that point some stuff's going to go down or we're going to establish a solid story and we're skipping all the early stage bs nope then it flashes back to her being a child for some reason and i'm thinking this is going to uh develop into something later on and it's going to make a lot more sense then i just have to keep reading they never go back to it's it. like no she's just a kid yeah once as far as best as i can figure this would be if they're painting her personality type for a character we know nothing about but because we know the character they're probably figuring we'll throw this in the background and they'll see oh i guess this is where she came from and then flash back to the movies uh and the lines she had there the exchanges she had there and the relationship she had there but what if i've never seen her in the movies Right. What if I've only seen the Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan and James Bonds? I would have no idea this character does anything come then come out from behind the desk. I wouldn't even know why, why she's black. You know, so it's like it's relying too much on having that foreknowledge, which, to be fair, a lot of people will have going in. Yeah, oh, that's she basically killed Bond in the last movie, didn't she? <laughs> but don't they always kill Bond? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Bond has died at least 17 yeah. times. And those yeah. are just from STDs. <laughs> oh, no one has more. <laughs> no one has survived more, more, more burning crotch right, yeah. than James Bond. In fact, we should test his blood, man. I'm pretty sure he's got the cure for like, for like AIDS. Yeah, whatever's uh, like inflicting the world now, he's probably got the cure for it anyway yeah, in his blood. Gonorrhea, HPV, athlete's foot. You name it, Bond's got the cure in his DNA. We got to get um, down with that. But <laughs> all right, back to this actual story. Of a uh, character that's completely unrelated, not unrelated, but um, was not involved in that in this book. Uh, writer Jody Hauser and new artist Jacob Eg- uh, Edgar uh, approach a new um, character in a new mission, a new mission involving Money Penny, friend of James Bond, former MI6 field agent and bodyguard of M. Right there, they're already expanding the character. M, um, Money Penny was always M's secretary and only the secretary. In this one, they've expanded it to M as um, a uh, protected figure. And Moneypenny is the one who not just mans the desk, but also watches his back. 
You know, is there in kind of like a covert role of it seems like she's just an office worker, but she's actually the one with the eagle eye on the big boss at all Because times. she's definitely the most trusted person in that role. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That actually, I thought they would uh, have a hard time working into why she's been behind desk this whole time and why that's the only role we've known her in. Mm-hmm. And they really did their best to make that make more sense. No, it's definitely addressed, which was good, yeah. too, because you're kind of like, well, what the hell are you going to explain this? Well, the but- movie's kind of glossed over it. In the movies, it's, at least to me, my interpretation of her role in the movies was she was a field agent, she was green, she got into a lot of stuff early on, and then uh, her choosing to be behind the desk was just her saying, I need a bit more of a, um, of a more or less action-oriented role but still within this organization. Right. And it seemed like someone who was maybe shell-shocked and taking on early and taking on early retirement, this made it more legitimate. This made it more of a story I want to hear. Yes. Yeah. Which I I did like, dude. I think it's safe to say I did like this book. My one complaint, well, one complaint. One of my major complaints is that it was really short. This is it was sold as a one-shot but it's a one shot that's written as if it's going to be an ongoing series. And I think that's pretty presumptuous at this point. Which it may. It may. I would no, definitely I'm, read I'm, more for sure. I would love I would love it if it did. But if you're gonna paint yourself as a one shot, have a story that has like a bunch of things happening. You know, this painted backstory of a character that we already kinda knew and then didn't really take it to that many places. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a one shot and she goes on what looked to me like half a mission. It definitely needed to come to a more definite conclusion as well. Yeah, I dude. think you're right. Also, since they paint her as, as a badass and an agent who's aware of all stuff, who can kick ass, take names, blow cats away, she's sniping with a handgun. Like, what the? Mm? But that was dope. I wanted more of that. I wanted so much more. And there is action in this, but nowhere near, nowhere near as much as you'd expect from a James Bond title. Any related character in there still carries the name and reputation in the universe of James Bond. And it's written a lot like, if you're familiar with this, not many people will. I hope I don't lose too much of the audience. But it's written like one of the old school Ian Fleming books. Where characters were um, were more realistic, less uh, super heroic as James Bond has become in the films. And it took more time to develop story and establish characters and then work in background stuff. It was espionage books. Well, that's what I think this Daniel Craig run has kind of tried to bring back mm-hmm. because definitely like the Pierce Brosnan run was like <laughs> invisible yeah. cars, ice mansions and things like that. And you're like, uh, this is just absolutely ridiculous. You know, we, they had totally got away from anything that Bond should have been. Yeah. And so it was definitely good to see the Daniel Craig run where it's kind of more gritty, true to life. And so I think this book is definitely kind of running in that same and the same thing, so... I did notice you also lose, use the uh, Walter PPK. Yes. Yeah. But, dude, okay, this... They got this, a choice, obviously. Well, this, this this bugged me. It's a James Bond universe book. She's working for MI6, protecting M himself. No gadgets. No gadgets. She didn't have, like, a watch with a uh, garrote wire or anything. You know, none, none of the most basic stuff. Not even a you radio. Know? Not even a radio. That seemed like a failing, though, because it takes place today, and there was no like real communication device. They have to find a cell phone on a dead. Could have had guy. a fog machine and something. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah, laptop or something. Exactly. I want. I want to see like some ball bearings uh, or, or you know uh, Jack's fall at the back of her shoe. So if she's being chased, yes. somebody like steps on some spikes. A bunch of matchbox, yeah, fall yeah, out of the, the back of her heels. Oil slick. Yep. Yeah. Out of her stilettos. Sure. Oh, something. These are golden ideas. Why weren't they used? Oh, she we should write her own books. This is what's she going throws on. an earring. It turns out to be a grenade. <laughs> 
dude. Oh, okay. If any of these ideas show up in the next issue, if they do a follow up, I want royalty. Yeah, you're saying it, it first, okay? On this is this is uh, on uh, September fourth, twenty seventeen. I want to see my residuals. All right, but the book is called, um, excuse me, James Bond colon Money Penny, and it's by Dynamite Comics. It's a one shot only for now. But I mean, it's available online, and you can find it at your local comic shop. You may have to request it if it's a more pop, uh, pop popular shop. If your regular subscription box is like a Newberry Comics or something, and, and if it is, why? But um, I think it's definitely worth the read at least. It's called uh, James Bond Money Penny. I recommend it, Adam. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, oh, it's good to it's, see Money Penny get some dew. <laughs> you know, Money Money Penny get some dew instead of just trying to get some. D- well, anyways, <laughs> um, it's written by Jody Hauser too. This is just a side note. Jody Hauser, I've read a couple more things by her. And she's um, a writer who it's not her work isn't blatantly feminist, but she goes out of her way to write more realistic female characters, which is interesting. It was new to see. There's another book. I forget the name of it. It was um, about this um, this uh, not necessarily superhero team, but a team of specialists that had a couple metal humans on it. You know, and one of them is like this this fat woman, you know, who, uh, how many times you see a, a, a fat field agent? You don't you don't. I just thought that was uh, that was that was poignant. There's a good uh, one-off joke in this one too, where she, uh, she says something to somebody. She's like, "What do you expect me to smile next?" Or oh, like, yeah, you yeah, ask, yeah, asking the, me to the, smile next. It's the, like that's the, what every woman gets. You know what I mean? Why do you smile the dude more? Dude that tried to hit on her on the plane. Why do you smile more? It's like, yeah, that's just addressing that like yeah. can a guy. It was yep. just so perfect too. Yeah, so it's uh, it's coming from someone with experience. Obviously, you had to write that. Yeah. Somebody. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, the writer's Jody Hauser. The book is called James Bond Colon Money Penny. Dude, I, I recommend checking it out. It receives our seal of approval. If you have anything to say on the book, maybe you've read it, you want to check it out, you want to, you know, give us some uh, some inside information, whatnot, hit us up at geekboundradio at gmail.com. Or, I mean, dude, we're on Twitch. You can chime in and jump into the chat um, or look up the video on YouTube, leave a comment there. Let us know what's going down, what's good. All right. Now, oh, boy. Adam, my friend, mm-hmm. we need to have a conversation all right. about Netflix's Death Note. All right. All right. Now, first of all, uh, I'm familiar with Death Note, the anime. And I'm not. You're not? I'm okay. Not. Herb? Um, I watched the Japanese live version movies. Live. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. There were original live version movies released in Japan, and you can find them online here in the West, but they were not produced by Western studios. That's actually a very important distinction. Um, I want you to chime in if you can. Okay. And uh, Johnny, you were familiar with the uh, manga, right? Uh, no, uh, not the manga. A little bit from the anime, only from what people have told me about. So I do know that it's about uh, this uh, student who mm-hmm. gets a hold of this book and that there's a bunch of rules. Uh, I don't know what the rules are, uh, but there's a bunch <laughs> uh, of the rules. The rules are you can't feed the uh, Shinigami at midnight. <laughs> yep, you yep. can't um, no get No water on them, yep. <laughs> don't get them wet, yep. Uh, right. and then, no, that's uh, the Gremlins rule. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't. So. The, the basic premise is that whatever name he writes into this book, uh, that particular person will die, and they can sort of dictate how they're going to die and do, control various aspects of their life. That is correct. Um, now all the rules are meant to keep things within due bounds and also allow the Shinigami to either pay attention and follow you know, the uh, the uh, laws laid down by the uh, the actual writer in the Death Note or to have fun and go completely bat stuff crazy. And I'll break it down for anyone who's not familiar with the concept here, because we're talking about Death Note, uh, the live action version um, released recently on Netflix. It's available now. Uh, you can check it out. I believe it's free on Netflix as well. Um, and it's, as long as you have a subscription. Well, I mean, that's how you watch Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. It's free as long as you have a subscription, yo. It's, it's free as long as you pay, yeah. right? It's monthly. <laughs> All right. Calling out my ignorance. Thank you. Um, the uh, actual plot breakdown is a high school student discovers a supernatural notebook that has deadly powers. He can kill anyone he wishes simply by inscribing their name within its pages. Intoxicated with this new power, he begins to eliminate those he deems unworthy of life. That sounds very ominous, very badass. And in the anime, it kind of is. It becomes more of a cat and mouse game, more of a cerebral thing. Um, but at its crux, that is Death Note. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Really? When you think about it. Well, I think you know? cats I know. I wouldn't want any of those. You got a death power to you kill have a death list? I don't have a death list. I mean, but you have a few people. You, I mean, that come to my like. I'm okay, not, so I'm not admitting anything that's going to get some like government agencies knocking on my door. <laughs> Very true. Right. But yeah, let's just can you acknowledge that like when you think of something like this, and instantly like two names pop up. Oh yes. All right. I think I think cool. I think I think more than two. Yeah. But um, they got juice. Right. I'm not mess, I'm not messing with any. Uh, exactly. Any and it and it definitely so. I think uh, what you'd expect from that initial premise of being able to write and kill anyone that you want, what you expect for a story is a revenge story of being able to to unleash your vin- vindictive nature upon uh, people that that sort of uh, crossed you. Oh yeah, no, you uh, pity them. Kind of like revealing this darker side of yourself. Right. I think is yeah. But well, the if movie, you're doing it for justice. But the movie, and I, I think no one's ever doing more so justice. with the uh, anime itself and, and the manga, is that it goes way beyond that. It takes that that initial idea of just getting uh, vengeance and takes it way further mm-hmm. into this this level that is well thought out in the anime and manga, but within this movie, uh, it turns into kind of a negative because it just... It's, it skips a lot of interesting things. Oh, yeah, it a, goes through a lot of story. It mm. pretty much, co- I think it covers the entirety of the story, or at least that's what it felt like, because it covered so much territory mm. storyline-wise, and it covered it within 10 minutes, 15 <laughs> minutes. This uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a two-hour, actually, it's a less than two-hour movie that, tries, that, that actually put, uh, uh, really forces in the rise and fall of the, of the relationship between uh, Light and... And L, um, the investigator that's looking deeply into the case, that was specially brought in, has a special set of skills, and believes he himself is the person, is the perpetrator. It's a really complex story that, if you watch the anime, and I can't speak for the manga, from the anime I watched it, and it had a lot of good, like, nuanced tension that really sucks you in. And in the movie, I'm sorry, it just, it, it's, it's not... It, it's not able to, oh, not at all. And that's a problem because it's not my favorite anime, but it's one that I definitely think is a good, solid suspense story. Like, I would hold this up with anything by, like, David Fincher, you know? Um, really? Yeah, yeah, no, this this was on point as a, uh, as a story, the anime itself. And then this live-action interpretation was, I mean, I mean forgive me it was just a bastardization of something that was solid and had a, a a really interesting structure and it felt like the cash grab that i'm sure it was it yeah you know? some things just don't translate that well you know what i mean especially like you're going from one medium to the next yeah. there's obviously some stuff lost in translation yeah, that's what it feels like it feels like because there's so much things being covered in the anime and the manga or the the manga first and the anime or whatever uh there's so much material there. It's kind of like how uh, there's a Stephen King film that's made from what? 
The Stand. The Stand. It's a five-hour movie made yeah. off of a uh, eight-hour-six. That is an uh, eight-hour movie. Eight. Uh, damn. Yeah. Okay. I saw the abridged version apparently. Yeah. It's it's basically uh, something like that where you're taking like this big giant story and condensing it into two hours or in this case i think it was only like an hour and 40 minutes maybe it was a little bit longer than that um it was, actually i've got, it I've got by the pretty time. quick it would dude why they could have it's netflix extended at the very least you know do a uh a, a, a multi episode episode run of it you know what I mean? that would have been great right. yeah. it would have it definitely would have been better in a tv series like format than mm. it would have that you can just chew down in like a day yeah um i will call out the acting of uh oh no not um uh, not the main kid now screw him. uh the acting of Ken, uh keith stansfield Keith Stanfield, um, you probably don't know him. He's done a, a couple of he's he's done a, a couple of shows, but he's never really like the top guy. The and this is kind of kind of kind of messed up, but um, the biggest oh, he played L by the way he played L, and I thought he did a pretty good job. Oh yeah, but really um, the I guess the biggest claim to fame right now is I mean everyone will know his face even if you don't know his name, but not really anything else he's done performance wise unless you pay attention to the shows. Is uh, do you remember in Get Out? There's one pivotal scene, but also one of the most prominent scenes from the commercials where you see the guy with the straw hat mm-hmm. and his nose starts bleeding. He's like, get out, <laughs> get out. Oh, no way. He grabs him. That dude, that's Keith Stansfield. He's a good actor. He's done some good stuff, but that's like the main thing you recognize him. Yeah, from. yeah he's sure. like, oh, yeah, uh, he's yeah, kind of up and coming. He yeah. did a uh, short term 12 was a movie he did that he was great in as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's definitely on the on the up. Yep, the cat's on point. He uh, had an interesting portrayal of L. It wasn't exact to the anime. Um, maybe it was more like the manga version, but his version of L seemed more like a, mm, I guess, autistic that's obsessed with 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 serving justice and candy. Lots and, and, and lots can- of candy. And candy. <laughs> this is candy. a very interesting. So coming from not knowing anything about the anime or the manga itself, mm-hmm. and then seeing that character, that was an interesting character. Uh, just in here uh, within the movie, the very uh, I think it was like only like a couple lines worth of backstory for that character, mm-hmm. and then seeing his intro and seeing how he's always popping some sort of like gummy bear or whatever candy he has. He always has candy with him for some reason, <laughs> and just all of those things and how he had the hood on and the mask on at all times, and yeah. it was just. I mean, if you character. write him in the death uh, book, you just go diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're done. All right. Well, no, that's not that out, of, not that out of the ordinary. I mean, right in this room, y'all can't see it on camera on Twitch, but Herb over there is sitting, is, is snacking on one of those giant yeah. Twizzlers, you know, the one that you kind of wrap <laughs> around like three a three pound gummy worms, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we've warned about this several times, but dude, I mean, that that's his thing. You know, he's also sitting there in a cap and a hat hat Let and a Jason mask. my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good anymore. <laughs> All right, well, we talked about the cape at least, man. Why you got to wear this, though? I'm hoping they're putting together a mental picture right now. I want to see fan art of DJ Herbert yeah. over there. It's going to be whack. I, I will say this. Uh, for Once again, for someone who hasn't seen uh, the prior stories yeah. and then seen this as a movie, uh, I, felt, I felt betrayed that it skipped through all of that content, but I understand why, because it seemed like they wanted to cover the main parts or what they felt was the most important parts mm-hmm. of a very big, very complex story that is Death Note, the manga and anime, or at least that's what it felt like to me. It felt like there's a lot there, but what I was given was probably trimming all the fat out and giving me the definitive 
the most important parts of the story. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what it seemed like. I think it is, but you can't really do that with a story of this type because it's all about like the tension and building up and the suspense. This is a suspense laden story and like at the forefront there should be a lot of like back and forth tension l makes a move and then light makes a move and then l makes another move and light makes another move and in this one uh the story was more about the psycho girlfriend you know that's one thing i got played by uh jessica mcleod wait not jessica mcleod um god damn is she the right one here um doggone it well okay i had the wrong name here but um the girlfriend in this movie was nuts and it became more about her and uh, and L- light's relationship and l took almost the back seat which i guess would be an artistic choice by the director but it seemed to do this movie a disservice because first of all i will say it looked great i thought it would look like complete garbage and besides light's ridiculous like frosted hair mm-hmm. i actually thought they got the design like down and especially when you see Ryuk, when you see the Shinigami, the um, the the uh, the, um, the 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 Death Spirit, that w- that effect was crazy, and it looked as close to a realistic interpretation of the anime design as you could get, and it was nuts, man. And then you hear that voice; it is voiced by Willem Dafoe, and you were like, "That is as creepy as I would imagine Willem Dafoe looked if I'd never seen his face <laughs> and only heard his voice. It, yeah. it, was, it was perfect. It was on point. The effects in this were awesome. It was dark, but it was tonal, tonally dark and visually dark, which was appropriate. You know, the anime has a lot of like daytime scenes, which I guess work for that um, uh, for that format. But the, uh, the darkness in this worked. It was more like... Um, I'm more like Batman Begins, and every scene seemed to have like a hue over it, you know. Yeah, it's really shot worked. in a lens, you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of cast this, like Soderbergh does that a bunch, you know what I mean? He shoots in like blues and yellows a lot. Yeah, I thought it worked. So it's either like bright and like kind of washed, or um, it's just like darker and you're like, Ugh, you know, kind of brings you down. Exactly. This was right, this was right on point with that. This was dark. A lot of scenes at night, a lot of scenes in like dark areas, even when you first discover the Shinigami. Uh, well, when Light first discovers the uh, the Shinigami, which... Well, you uh, mentioned to, Fincher, to be fair, too, because Fincher shoots very dark Yes, as Fincher well. does. The, the thing that, was, that, that first came to mind was the game. Mm. The game had that look where it's like, even if it's daytime, it's never really like that bright out. Everything just paints this picture of, like, the world is dark. You know, and this is like a uh, this is a dark story, and I got that from I got that from Death Note. This was a dark story. It was, I mean, shoot, it was shot beautifully. Um, and the only things that bothered me were the choices they took in the character. Not the only thing. One of the main things, the major things that bothered me were the choices they took in the character interaction. Well, it seems yeah. like indicative of Netflix in general. Like all the money in the world can just push something out there with a giant budget, but it's kind of hollow. You know what I mean? No, a little no, empty, a little no, bit, per- per- say, a little bit rushed. You know what I mean? Like, wow, this is a really great idea. People are going to love this. And they're kind of like hurrying it too much without giving it any soul. Definitely. So, you rushed. know what I mean? It's definitely yeah. like beautiful to look at. You're like, wow, this is their heads in the right place. But it's just they don't have, you know, the right uh, parts to make this thing work. And I mean, so I think Netflix is doing that a lot. I mean, I'm glad they're really you know taking the effort to make things people want to see but i just wish they would put some more care into into that i I, I think so too it it definitely was uh, a bit rushed the uh i felt the um the cg work uh was a little underwhelming and there wasn't a whole lot of cg that was in this but uh what was there 
uh, I could see sort of the, the cracks between the seams. Uh, well, that's the thing I have to disagree with you on. That goes into the, the look I was talking about, the effects. Because yep. the only CGI I remember seeing, and I may be wrong on this, maybe I'm misremembering, was the scenes with um, with uh, Light and the Shinigami. Besides that, I don't recall seeing that much um, work outside of that. So it was just the animation of that character. Some and of I the... think you got a look of, uh, of, uh, of, another, of another Shinigami as well. In this world, there are several... Um, death notes, and there are several different Shinigami uh, that go with them, but not in the movie. Not in the movie. Not in the movie. There's only one, and there's only one death note. And I thought we got a hint of, an, of, of a second one. I no? didn't see anything in there of a second. One. I was All expecting right. it because I knew that there were more than one. Yeah. And I was trying to look out for it, but it no. Well, with, with the way this movie one. tried to force them all yeah, in, maybe yeah. I just. It was it was just one, but uh, the C, some of the CG uh, work I was talking about was um, like the gore effects, like when the first the first oh, major yeah. Why death. Why is it so bloody, dude? Uh, Why is it so? It, it's it bloody. Like, it's raw. Herb. And it's, um, not, well, not to yeah, yeah, Herb. Yeah. You've you've seen the anime and the the, the yeah, the, I've seen uh, the, the, live, the Japanese live version. Okay, were they like gory for no reason? No, nah, it was it was more of a psychological thriller than uh, than a gore movie. Okay, that's perfect. That's how it should be, according from what I know of this story in other in other formats. This was raw. Yeah, like like I'm I'm talking <laughs> Saving Private Ryan levels of, of like blood <laughs> oh, really? for oh, yeah. no reason whatsoever. The, very, not, the very first. Why kill. is he bleeding? Yeah. He's just uh, talking. Yeah, the very first <laughs> kill. This guy's head goes. Like, yeah, like, like, like a just, watermelon being shot with a shotgun. It's like Rambo. concert. It's like Rambo versus First Blood. Rambo. Mm. So like First Blood is like a gritty kind of you know action an old movie ass reference, but that's actually perfect. And then Rambo, when he kind of revamped it, and you're like, wow, he's just blowing people's head off for no reason. For you're like, no that reason. So much blood and arrows. It was, it was it was a trauma film. Yes. Yes. It, it was, it yes. Was, I was just thinking of the toxic, like toxic Avenger with the car yeah. running over the the head. Yeah. Right? That it was, same effect. It looked just like that, except it was CG and it looked like a cheap CG. Lloyd Kaufman just jumps out and goes, <laughs> "Be so good." Okay. You know what? That right there. Maybe. Maybe I was too like weirded out. Maybe I turned my head or whatnot because I remember it got raw. And I didn't pay too much attention to those because it was just too much for me. After the first one, I was just like, "Okay, fine. It's gonna be that kind of movie." Let me just let me just power through this. Um, it was unnecessary and yeah. it was excessive. It, it which was. I'm not complaining. I'm not one of like those. I, mind yeah, some, well, it was I like some gore when it serves a story. But, you're right, but when it gets like it not egregiously like over the top, you're like, what the? F yeah, you know, I'm saying yeah. it's just like I want to see a good movie, and I'm going in knowing Death Note. Even if I knew nothing about this movie, that would throw me completely for a loop because it starts off as a story of teenagers interacting. This dude steps in front of a bully and tries to help out a girl, and then she's like a complete beat to him, and then it's like, okay, I see the dynamic going on here. And then like people getting rims lipped off and head, uh, heads blown up and stuff. I'm yo, what, yo, pick. Your direction and yeah, with it, man. I'm trying to remember the movie I watched once where it started out all right, and there's this girl on this boat, and then all of a sudden, she it was either her, she has somebody swallow this fishing line with fish hooks, and then like rips it out. What? Yeah, it's pretty gory, and it was just <laughs> like all of a sudden you're like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah, I want to watch so, that. Yeah, no. Okay, I think we're gonna find that. I'm gonna find that. Okay, maybe not uh, Blue Lagoon Returns from Blue Lagoon. Maybe. I remember there was a girl on a boat. That's as far as I got. <laughs> Who slept with a brother? I don't even really know what's going yeah. on. Wait, was he a brother? I, wasn't he? Damn, Will you look right. up if uh, on Blue Lagoon if uh, she slept with her brother? I think that was her brother. This is not the way I wanted Death Note review. How did, how did Blue Lagoon? He brought it brought up. up he said the... there was a girl in a boat. That's the most I remember. There was like a pregnant twelve-year-old. Brooke Shields sleeps with yeah. her brother. That's all uh, I know. Well, there was yeah. also Return of the Blue Lagoon with uh, Mila Jovovich. That's where I discovered her. Oh. Yeah, that's how you describe. Yeah. Was there more, uh, more uh, pre-legal 
Prenatal uh, sex? No, no, there wasn't. I'm sorry, Johnny. I know you're looking for that, but no, that's not the way it was. Like well, early, early. Yeah. Right, well, anyways, when it comes down to death notice, I really, I, re- I was really hoping not to sit here and kind of and kind of like um, uh, bag on this movie the whole time. There's not a lot uh, to save it. I thought it looked really good. I did like um, like uh, Keith uh, Stanfield's performance. Uh, Willem Dafoe as the voice was solid. I mean, I, I don't want to say, well, you know, it was Willem Dafoe. We expected as much and stuff, but we we kind of did, and he delivered. He he had the perfect voice for being as creepy as a Shinigami should be. And if I didn't know what Willem Dafoe looked like, which is a whole different level of creepy, mm. I would think, wow, that's spot on. They must have got this nice deformed man to do the. Uh, to do the, <laughs> the Willem uh, Dafoe was so good. Yeah, there's a bit of his face on the. Thing. There was, and that's yeah. sad because they weren't. It's mostly to. cheekbones. It was so. unintentional. Um, Willem Dafoe played Ryuk. Uh, I'm trying to see. I'm, I really want to know the girl's name because it was all about her for a long stretch of this movie. And at the end, it tried to ham fist in a few of the uh, a few of the Twilight Zone esque twists that existed in the anime, yeah. which I thought were really good in the anime. It's like and let's just stuff this in at the end. Yeah, it Maybe was. Nobody will notice. It, was, it was too perfect. It was comp. Yeah, it it sort of tied itself together very neatly. What they needed to do with this was. Uh, they needed to show the impact and the weight of these uh, players, right? This cat and mouse thing that the middle of the movie is all about mm-hmm. and sort of show why they're making these bigger convoluted decisions, these weighted decisions, like show the influence, right? The response to someone calling someone else out, right? Yeah. When uh, L goes on uh, in front of the press, right? Yeah. So something like that. He does something and it didn't really show how important that was and why they had to make the response that they did well that that's that, that i think is a symptom of trying to cram such a huge story into such a short amount of time well, it's, they, just, they it's been translated so many times it's like you're bound like i said you're bound to lose stuff it's just like what yeah, story true. do you pick what Manga, through line do you, anime, do you choose original japanese live action yeah and it's um, the thing when it's Russia. been translated that many times like there's so many fans that like this for so many different reasons mm. you're gonna end up picking something when you translate it again that a bunch of people who originally liked it for something isn't gonna it's not gonna get there yeah, you know what i mean so people are gonna be like well i don't really care about that part of the story you know what i mean and abandon it so i don't know well there's not much to, to, to say about this i mean besides what we've said i think what it comes down to is i can't recommend this i i, I was kind of hoping to I, I really hate when these projects are announced and they immediately get negative press because i'm like what if it's good you know we have been surprised before no one had any hopes of uh for the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies after George Clooney after the Joel oh, Schumacher man. debacle Batman and Robin and then this I don't dude know, came when and I first made out saw made those, some of the best movies of when I first saw those trailers yeah. for Batman Begins I was like this is exactly what I want Batman to be <laughs> he was well, yeah, like walking when, across ice all shabbled out and he's going to train I'm like that's exactly how when I want we saw Batman. the trailers though think about when it was just announced oh, and my, there was yeah, that one right. image of Christian Bale in the Batman suit and the hood that and the and the cowl that looked like it didn't really fit. Yeah, exactly, and he was just—he you know? just came from making the machinist, like yeah. when he was like ninety-eight pounds. They're like, "What is this guy doing?" In this? Like you wouldn't believe. And and trust me, like they gave so much grief to to casting Heath Ledger in the second one. They're like, "He yeah. can't do it. He's gonna oh, be yeah, terrible." I'm you know afraid what I mean? to say I was kind of on point with that. Everybody I did, I didn't have was, and, yeah. and rightfully yeah. so. Then you're like, "Well, I'm stupid. I don't know about casting that, at that, all." That dude from Night's <laughs> Tale, nah. Yeah, or that that dude from uh, that um, Ten Things uh, to, to uh, damn it, what was it? Every- ten Ten Simple Rules for Dating My Daughter. Yeah, every once in a while, everyone needs to check themselves. You're like, well, there's a reason I'm not in that profession. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, I just don't know what Wait, I'm talking now, about. I've got you a master's in film. You know how much that hurts, yeah, that hurts for you to so say? It's so true, though. I mean, he's... Damn, Nolan's, her cutting deep. Nolan said that about Dunkirk, too, when they cast Harry Styles. He's like, well, I cast... You know okay, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Point. He's like, I can, I know what I'm doing. Is basically what he was saying. He's like, you don't. I do. Just, just shut up. Is <laughs> it, it was, the, it was the nicest way to say shut the hell up. Adam Willis pulling you know? punches. I mean, it's true. That's what he was doing. Right? No, it no, has I to know. be that way. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It just we can still to, bicker about stuff, and that's important to, uh, to it as well. But right, every well, once in a while, we just need to acknowledge that we're wrong. Uh, uh, Wanda Sykes was still the best cast for Paul <laughs> Tang. I don't care what you say. Yes, yes, <laughs> that will never not be true in this room. All right, all right. Well, well, the movie is Death Note. Uh, it's it's um, available now on Netflix. Uh, Death Note. You want to find the uh, Western version, the American versions, the um, uh, the 2017 versions, basically. And uh, I can't recommend this, dude. This is like a, this is just the thumbs down, and it hurts to do so. But yeah, there's sadly, always, there's always reruns of Friends on Netflix, <laughs> right? Oh. If you have to <laughs> okay. say it, if you okay. don't like this, so, uh, I'm, I'm guessing the reaction yeah. the same from both of y'all. Yeah, kind of. Uh, for Death Note, yeah. Uh, I actually recommend it to really? people who have never seen Death Note. Give this one a go. Mm. Uh, it's not. Don't expect anything great. It's all right, and it might turn you on to a more interesting story, which is Death Note, the anime or manga. Oh, snap. nice. Okay, all right. No good approach. Yeah, this is, I guess yeah. If this is an introduction to Death Note, sure. If it, if it, if it picks your interest to go further. Right? Uh, that no, can't be a no, bad thing. No, not at sure. all. Experiment. You know, do what you would want. It's college. Live it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you're anything in that that you want to time in on, hit us up. Consent, Geek- people. <laughs> GeekTownRadio at gmail.com. Also, hit us up. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You know, shoot us a message later and let us know what's going down. But, dude, Johnny. Whew. You guys played a game. Yes, we did, my friend. Wow. All right, I'm going to give a quick This breakdown. is an aggressive name for a game as well. Blasters of the Universe. <laughs> you know what? And it has everything in the world to do with He-Man. It's, and it's by that so I mean befitting. it has nothing in the world to do with He-Man. <laughs> Except for the color scheme. It's scheme? ripped straight out of He-Man. That was my All acapella the purples group name. and the pinks and yeah. The color scheme is not, man. My acapella so group name He-Man, He-Man was dark red and black. What are you and talking then, about? And then more blacks. And He-Man was written was like space fantasy. Skeletor was Purple and lavender. Skeletor all over was the place. blue with a yellow face. Blue. He was blue. purple and lavender. Skeletor man. was blue. Where'd you get this from? Okay, I'm gonna Google, Google a picture of Skeletor for you. Hold on one What's second. That? We're talking about Blasters of the, of the Universe. It's a new VR bullet hell hate you for the love of God why video game from um, on Steam right now. Uh, dang it, I forgot the name of the developers here. Um, I'll look that up in, in in a bit, but this game is ridiculous. Uh, oh, the, yeah. act, the the storyline is what, what happened? Are we, are we, yeah, we're good. I guess I'm static there. Um, the storyline is Blast of the Universe is a 1993 two CD set by Bootsy Collins and his new rubber band. The album first released on. Uh, what? what? <laughs> exactly. That was the thing that messed me up. There's actually a an album it's by like Bootsy, Bootsy Collins from, yeah. from from Problem of Funk. From Funk, yeah. There was an album called Black. Come on, the baby. Universe. They released years ago, like twenty something plus years ago, and that tripped me up for a long yeah, time. I'm gonna do Bootsy Collins voice the rest of the show. You doing Bootsy Collins, baby? All right, baby. All right, Pat. <laughs> Give me the review, baby. Wait. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm no. coming. No, Blast of the Universe is a um, it's a bullet hell game. It lets you build a badass gun from thousands of combinations and then get rid of duck and dodge your way through a ton of bullets and nostalgic and nerve-wracking VR. But, 
uh, basically it's a it's a game it throws you into a uh, into a into a location you're fighting against random enemies that want to kill you for no reason and, and then shoot everybody and then you move no on it's a very twilight zone um uh twilight zone premise and it's essentially you're in a place how do you get in this place you don't know why everyone's against you in this place you have no idea all you need to know all you know all you know is you need to survive in blast of the universe that's where you say this. You're in a room. You can't leave. Just kill everybody. Exactly. Yeah. It places you there with no real explanation. There is an intro, and it doesn't really have any purpose. It's pretty much the intro is the more of the story of like the uh, the the world's narrator. Yeah. It's like it's like playing Fallout, and instead you don't know your backstory. You know three dogs. You know. Well, I don't. I don't think it's not. Isn't it? The, it's the villain. No, he's not the well. I mean, maybe he is the villain, and everyone else works for him. But they don't establish that, as far as I know, as far as I got from. Uh, oh no, he's straight up the villain. He's he's always taunting you throughout the whole way. He's throwing his minions at you in order for you to kill them. He's okay. the villain, baby. Because okay, I, I, I oh, figured if he was if he was the villain in a game like this, they would have it be like Doctor Robotnik, where he or Doctor Eggman. Um, he comes in, he attacks, he, like, the minions attack you, but then at the end, you're fighting him in some contraption. And then you beat him, and he, he runs off. And then the next level, you're fighting him in a different contraption. You know, and he runs off in a different contraption. That type of setup, instead of uh, him just being the overlord. Because then, you're never gonna face this dude. This game is hard as balls, man. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And every single level you'd think would ramp up gradually and let you build your skills and then fight against different levels of enemies? No. Within like 30 seconds, I was already being just had my ass handed to me. This game is hateful, disturbing, raw, punishing, unforgiving. How many and I think hours it said something anti Semitic. Okay, the game is, how, is, is, is hostile from the jump. How, how many hours did you sink in? Uh, I played the game for about three, maybe four hours. Okay. Yeah, I got a good uh, hour, in between an hour and two hours. So the big catch about this not mm -hmm. only is it a bullet hell, this is a very unique Emphasis game. Emphasis on hell. Yep. This is a very unique game because it is a VR game, and the bullet hell aspect requires that you physically move yourself away from the bullets. So you are Matrix-style dodging bullets. I yep. was getting down on my knees, dodging left and right, <laughs> trying to swivel my head. Now your head itself is actual the targeting range uh, or, yeah, or your body that you're moving. It's VR, so all this is actually you moving your body. Yeah, it's the Vive part of VR. So it's it's uh, room scale. Uh, so everything you do and the controllers that you're holding on to, those are moving one-to-one. -one. Uh, your head is moving one-to-one, -one, exactly how you move it. You turn your head, you're looking around. Everything around you is exactly as as it would be if it were in real life. And uh, your head is the only part that can be hit. So what you see uh, with the bullets is that is purple that and is lavender. Blue. That, that is blue, purple man. and lavender Bull right there, man. That is blue. Her. That is totally From a distance. What color is that? Blue Thank you. I'll oh, stop it. I, uh, you stop that oh. right now. He's trying to trying to. He's wearing a favorite. purple scarf with a blue chest. Man, he's... Come on, you're both wrong. All right, fine. Just uh, settling in a previous argument. All right. Continue. <laughs> So, so you you have to physically move your head and and sort of dodge between these bullets uh, with your and avoid taking shots to your face. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way the enemies will attack, they'll shoot like a line of bullets at you. They'll uh, whether it be a horizontal line, a vertical line, or a ring, or a box of bullets. Uh, and you're constantly having to uh, dodge and weave in between those. And on your left hand, 
uh, you'll have uh, your sub weapon or sub item and on your right arm you'll have your main gun and there's different uh, as Pat said you can construct those in different ways yeah and there's a bunch of different uh, 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 firing modes there's a bunch of different um, uh, barrels to choose from uh, that would range from like triple shot from wide shot um, uh, rapid fire it yep. felt like so it was like Judge Dredd's gun yeah, kind of. It, I, I felt like uh, gameplay-wise, it took a lot from Gunstar Heroes. If you've ever played Gunstar Heroes, it's an old game. It's more Contra style. But what you could do is you'd acquire different types of um, different ammo types that you could use. One, you could ramp up the strength of that. You could cross that with different types of, uh, of firing. This is a this is a far more advanced level of that. But utilizing the different ammo types and blending them to use them to your advantage. Yep. Now you don't. You're not able to change this uh, in between the levels, so you, no, you no, sort of it's like a loadout. So you're you're building your loadout, and then you enter the level, and you're trying to get through to the boss at the end of the level and and shoot them like a typical yeah. What you will never do is you will yeah. never do. It's okay, very- the game hates you, and it, it lets you know like right off the bat, this sucker is unforgiving. Okay, it starts off with. I see a unit there. I'm going to shoot this guy. I see a unit there. I'm going to shoot this guy. There's one over there. What's that from above? Oh, it's a freaking, it's a solid wall of bullets coming at me. You know, there is no like ducking, bobbing, weaving. I just have to use the shield and pray. And you can choose different types of shield. The one you, you the God forbid you choose the wrong one because you can't go back and switch it. There's no power ups or nothing where it's like, okay, I can swap out the mirror shield for the reflective shield and stuff like that. Um, the the, uh, the clear wall shield or n- no, no, none of that. You are stuck with this piece of. I'm sorry, Johnny, you were saying the shields were great. The shields were okay. Yeah. The shields I used were great, yeah. um, but they weren't. No, some of them were garbage. It was so gotta, because gotta, this gotta, is gotta. in VR. Yeah. Uh, your arms, uh, unlike any other first-person game uh, that involves shooting mechanics, your arms are separate yeah. and they're detached and decoupled from where you are looking. So you can look straight down the line, down the center, uh, and aim left with your left arm to the left where you can't see, and aim with your right arm to your right where you can't see, and those are are doing whatever it is they're either shooting an enemy you can sort of look peek right uh hold your gun out shoot that enemy and while you're shooting that enemy look left and make sure there's no incoming bullets on your left hand side and hold up your shield and block some of those things meanwhile dodge and move your head out of the way of whatever bullets is coming your way you know what i like that but i found that the most effective uh combination actually turned out to be crossing my hands and having the shield right there in the direction i'm shooting so i can deflect while I'm shooting, and I can deflect and off and you know uh, up, run my offense at the same time. Yeah. So I turn this way, and I'm actively blocking. I turn this way, and I'm not just blocking; I'm also shooting back. So I could take out more. I can address more units that way. Yeah, which it, is like kind of a waste of the three. mechanic. Well, it, it's a bit <laughs> tricky. It's, it's more style. Bad right? Boys it, Three. I didn't know they made they, They're coming. <laughs> I, I was doing that too. I, I was mixing up my style because I was I was failing hard because the game is very hard. Yes, but it, the game will kill you, then spit on your body. So is the difficulty off and then go and mock your children? Is the difficulty off putting, or you want to like come back and like beat it uh, like you know, out of spite? Honestly, that's the sad thing. It's it's like as tedious as this was, I had fun, but I don't see myself going back to play it too often. Is it because of just the difficulty? Well, no, it's it's like after a while it gets boring because it's um it's repetitive. Yeah. You know, it, it, it it's just for, bludgeoning it, you with bullets and you're yeah, just like, okay, this is all there is. Especially when you get to when you get to like the bosses 
once you figure out the pattern, then it's just like, how long can I hit them before they go down? There's no it's a matter of execution. Yeah, there's yeah. no too much. Um, there, there's not too much uh, variation in the style. Well, if, if, if they if they had incorporated as um, the bosses have two or three different uh, 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 you know firing modes, you know you get you get them down to this level, and then he switches up to this. You know, um, one thing I hated is when uh, Fallout would do this. When you're fighting an enemy and it gets to a certain point and then it quote unquote mutates and now it's got new health and 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 uh and uh you know uh an oh, extra yeah. ability yep. that pissed me off there but i think this game would have benefited from that because essentially once i figure out the pattern um, i can duck now shoot now move here now move there now shoot again duck duck again and then move it's like once i figure that out then it's how many times can i do that before i get to the boss and even then i just have to keep doing that over and over again and it takes forever you can you can be in a boss fight for 10 minutes or more in this yeah uh, just these, to, these enemies are pretty spongy so the gameplay the general gameplay of this is very very arcade it's very old school it's uh it is like the bullet hell games, right? Yeah. You are meant to analyze the waves. I feel like this, this was designed to suck quarters out of my pocket. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're meant to play the level. You know where the patterns are. You know how the enemies are coming at you. It is... Uh, repetition is sort of built into this old school design. Mm. So that's sort of coming with it. And uh, the boss itself, right? He He's always thrown like the same kind of insults. Or not... not the boss, <laughs> but the main... The evil villain. He's yeah, always the overboss. Yeah, the overboss. He's thrown these insults at you left and right yeah, he's making these corny comments yeah, this jive suck up there and what sucks is i want to shoot him at many points and i can't like he start you start off the game with a nice close-up shot of him and you can't just like pick him off in the forehead and go home that's what i wanted to do <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think well, what what are, what are those games that go like really oh my, my favorite part of the metal gear games is at points you won't know you, you probably won't know you can do this because the game won't tell you a damn thing but you can like snipe a boss like the first time you see them and the game doesn't tell you, you can but you snipe them and then you'll go through the rest of the game and like be able to skip over that whole part or like in uh in metal gear solid um uh three snake eater uh the bot the end boss is just like this really old dude so you can skip the whole fight by just turning the game off and not playing it for a week and then you jump back in and it says he's died of old age what <laughs> That's so good. Stuff wow. like that. Well, I kind of wish when you saw this dude descend and he's in your face, you just get one good shot on him. Who's Bam, the first guy that figured that out, too? <laughs> to just you leave know? the game. I, I figured they probably fought him. They got frustrated because this dude is freaking ridiculously hard. Yeah. Obnoxiously hard. Yeah. But uh, they got frustrated. I, I've had, I've done this. I've, I've, I've had games. Ah, oh, forget this thing. I'm never going to play it again. You left it for and a week, then, though? Well, yeah. After a while, I've I'll come back up. for an hour. A week is nothing, man. I've left games for like months. <laughs> Like, forget this. And then I finish I off something do else. That. I'll leave more like, holes in my wall than I will the game. Yeah, I remember those you days, know. too. It's like I, 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 Tasmania for the Genesis. That yes. awful piece of oh. I had posters next to my bed that I would cover up just the holes I punched. <laughs> <laughs> like that. It's like, why are you buying all these posters? Like, I got to, you know, oh, not man. let my mom know. I just destroyed the house. I, I'd say the difficulty with this game uh, is that more, more modern games include this RPG mechanic where if you're hitting this difficulty wall, you can l- eventually level up past it uh, in order to get around, right? You can improve your character. But in this, you're improving is physical skill you have this, to physically yeah. be fit enough in order to dodge around these bullets quick enough to be aware FPS of what's around you turn your head this sounds enough. exactly like edge of tomorrow the movie 
with Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the exact basis of that movie. Yeah, that's actually yeah. It's Little like you're. It's just like you. You just again. jump into the middle of this war, and all of a sudden, you just got to get physically better, or you're going to die every time. That's yep. exactly what this is like. That is absolutely yeah. correct. Great movie this, though. Yeah, no, man. damn good movie. Damn Live, good die, movie. repeat. If you're from overseas, a more accurate title. Mm. And I think uh, my mom, probably my favorite movie from Tom Cruise. Yep, Bill Paxton. And, and, and that's too. counting the outsiders. That is a really good movie. <laughs> he was good in that. Let's he just not make a joke, but he was great. If anybody got that, if anybody didn't get that, he's in that movie for all of maybe a he's minute. He's got and a half few tops. scenes. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, that was, yeah, that was he's Tom Steve. Cruise before he got the teeth fixed. Yeah, he's so it's Steve. still all crooked. They got a hole in it. Yeah. So, so Blasters of the Universe, the big drive for this game is after you beat everything, because it looks like there's only a limited, probably like five to seven levels. Yeah, it's this. still pretty early on, and they've only gotten they've only gotten to a certain point in development. I figure they'll uh, expand and they'll be they'll patch the hell out of it. They've already changed the design so much. I checked out some videos of the earlier gameplay. The game's been out for a couple of weeks. We just got it now. Yep. And the design from um, mid-August to now is it, it's it's almost a completely different game, like 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 aesthetically, visually. Um, they've got a they've got a proper HUD now. It works very well. The uh, environments are filled in uh, where it used to be just like open space. Like that's what I that's what I thought. This was just like open space, oh, yeah. um, kind of like a uh, kind of like a, a first person flight sim where you have to shoot things off in the horizon. You have no sense of um, no sen- no sen- no no uh, depth perception. Uh, you just have to shoot it in its direction and not really know which way it's going, so you can't lead a target. And it's kind of like out, just just out in the ether. Mm. And then they've uh, enclosed the environment, and it's a lot more manageable now. And even and, then, ridiculously <laughs> hard, obnoxiously yeah. you hard. You think that's something they change Hatefully, as they keep somebody going? Somebody had they a grudge, should. an axe yeah. to grind. Somebody had something to prove. And they hate you as a player. I read okay? some. Nothing is forgiving. I read some of the comments from. It uh, makes you hate the world and yourself. I read some of the comments from the earlier. It will slap your mama. It was actually harder earlier, so they are easing it a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so what they definitely the purpose of that, though? So do you think they do that intentionally, or do you think they just like? Uh, yeah, yeah. They wanna, they, you can't. You but can't. Just I, put like, out if a game I have a game's way hard, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Well, there's there's like, only five me. levels, right? There's only five to I seven guess. levels. There's a limited number of levels. There's Each level you can beat within like five to ten minutes. That right? goes into it. Yeah, yeah it's well, five no, to no, ten no. minutes per level. No, five to ten minutes per level, and then well, five like minutes per boss of that level too. If you see the leaderboards, that's the big drive for this game too. Is that the leaderboards is the real reason? Well, that's the old school style. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I gotta get that high score. Online leaderboards. Yeah, leaderboards. Ass. I can't let that the ass. be the top. The ass was uh, Gal- Galaga at my local movie theater <laughs> for at least three years, by the way. And I was ass. Yeah, poo, ass, D-I-K, sex. Sex was always up this there was Yeah, my, my local Galaga at the movie theater was like, it's like the episode of Seinfeld when he's playing Frogger. He doesn't want to oh, unplug yeah. it to lose his high score, so he tries to get across the street and ends up getting man. it. That was before the days of extended yeah. batteries, and this mm-hmm. is like I had an extension cord and the right idea, just the wrong time of day and trying to run it across like Frogger. <laughs> That's so good, though, yeah. Uh, I do want to say the soundtrack to this, it's a retrowave soundtrack, which fits with its very 80s neon color yeah, you really dig those. vibe. There's I like love an 80s, the soundtrack. It's actually really good. An 80s sounds going on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Totally. Oh, yeah. You know what it's, I mean? Especially with those retro scores, you know, we got... We got uh, What's the Netflix series? Uh, Stranger uh, Things. Uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Is doing Stranger it, but uh, before uh, that, that movie. Drive. Well, Drive was has definitely had that kind of synthy pop score. Yeah, you talking about the hip hop one? But I'm talking no, I'm Why talking about the, the horror movie. Uh, horror. It's uh, it follows. Yeah, that had this oh, '80s okay. horror synth score. 
not that, that you actually said goal, but no, you make a good point. Yeah, but that's yeah, that was the completely like reviving that whole thing. So yeah. there's definitely this, this, this 80s like synthy thing going on. That Think we're about this more back. along the lines of like um, uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Yes. Or um, um, uh, dang, what's that retro game? The top down one. Oh, Hotline uh, Miami. No, no, Retro City Rampage. Hotline Miami too, but no, this is more like Retro City Rampage. Yep. River City Rampage? No, Retro. Retro no. City Rampage. Retro, the, uh, Hotline Miami very much. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the 8-bit score for Double Dragon 2 was heady as hell. Yeah, but that was Double <laughs> that Dragon That stuff was, yeah, that was trippy. Whoever did that was is a master. Yeah, you can't. Come on, come on, baby. You got to live in the now. Well, come on, baby. Universe. Soundtrack could have been my Booty Collins. That would have been amazing. <laughs> you a little bass in that, baby. Oh, yeah. he'd, be like, he'd be like, it's a game called Blast of the Universe. What now, baby? Say what? Let me sleep with your wife. Oh, also, if you're looking for a good workout, this is the game. Yes, again, Man, VR. Sweating. So all this, like, bobbing, weaving movement we're talking about, flipping the arms, like left Paul and Rock right, the rapper. crossing this stuff. Yeah. yeah. You do need you do need Roger Rabbit's new game. Boy. Jump kick. Uh, I, I, anyways, dude, it yeah. comes down to I recommend this game, but be aware it will kick your ass up and down, up and down the street. So if you're a novice, I guess you're just like, well, whatever. I'll <laughs> suck. If you're a novice, um, the game will be painful for a long, long time, and then once you get amazing, um, it'll become tedious. But I still recommend Catch. Check it out. It's available right now on uh, on the Steam, on Steam store, and it's fifteen dollars. And uh, yeah, like Pat said, I highly recommend it too. It's really cool. Uh, it's become probably my new number one VR game really? to check out. Yep. Okay, all right. Also, keep in mind it is VR, so you will need a a, a headset uh, to play. A very expensive. Not worth buying headset. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. The Johnny game's gets... worth it, but the headset to play it isn't. Right, yeah. Just trying to get a little real. All right. Well, the game is Blasters of the Universe by Secret Location. So that's kind of kind of a tight name. Um, if you want to check it out, uh, it's on Steam right now. Um, dude, if you want to tell us about it, geekdownradio at gmail.com or go to geek-down.com. Check us out. Hit us, uh, leave us a, uh, a note in the comment section, see what's going on. Also, from there, you can get all the social media links in the about section. And, you know, do subscribe. Subscribe your ass off. Do what you got to do. Man, now, dude, we got to close out with, I got to check out Vixen the movie. Did anyone else get to check out Vixen the movie? I did no, not. I guess did anyone knowingly check out Vixen the movie? Not on purpose. All right. Well, I say that because <clears throat> I'll give a quick synopsis. An orphan from Africa inherits a mystical totem that allows her to gain the strength, speed, and courage of any several on the planet. Oh, sorry, any animal on the planet. Now known as Vixen, she fights bravely to protect the innocent. Vixen is a character from the DC universe played by two women. Um, the one focus on this one is Mari. She is a member of the Justice League, and this is a series, an animated series about her origins. What uh, I mentioned earlier is we've seen this before. Uh, a couple of years ago, DC released um, a series of webs, uh, a web series, a series of shorts, about five minutes each episode, uh, centered around um, Mari as a character who gets this totem that gives her animal powers and she's learning to use them. She's learning about it and people are trying to kill her and take it. How she uses it to defend the city, etc., etc. That was something we spoke about and it was very short. We were hoping it got an extended series, you know, a follow up. And it turns out it did. And um, last year, 2016, it got a season two, which they did the same way. They did, um, I believe it was six five minute episodes. The whole season uh, uh, added up to an hour and they advertised nothing. So I didn't even know about it until I checked this out. 
because we talked about that initial series. We were jazzed about it. We were excited about it. We pimped the hell out of it. And we're like, hopefully this evolves into something because it could be a really cool character. And I have not heard about it since. Yeah, and no, that's, a, that's a grave injustice, I think. No pun intended. Well, it's kind of fun that way, too, when you discover it and you feel like it's like only you that enjoys it. Well, maybe. You know what I mean? Cool but you're see. right. You, it should be pushed if it's good. Yeah, this is a DC You know what I mean? It's then. like you're releasing it. You know what I mean? Like, put some you know, backing behind it. DC's got the money. DC's got the money. Yeah, they well, got I think, the, I think they're hurting they got after the, that last Batman Superman. Yeah, the yeah, they can put out crap, which they do consistently, and it still makes millions of dollars. So, yeah, they, they should put a little effort into stuff that's actually of quality. I think so. I think so. Um, what we're talking about right now is, D- is Vixen the movie. And the movie, I mentioned those previous uh, shows because Vixen the movie is those shows stitched together in the one complete movie, quote unquote, mo- complete movie. Because uh, kind of repackaged talk- and yeah. served out as like a kind of the gestalt. This is the whole of it, right? That's exactly what it was. And I'm a little bummed because the only place you could watch this, at least right now, if you didn't catch the live run uh, on TV, is on the CW Seed um, web channel or unless you buy it, you pay for it. On on uh, YouTube, which I have no problem with folks paying for this. It's not that much on YouTube. It's like four bucks, and I think it's worth it for just like a quick watch. The problem is I don't think it has much rewatchability, and it doesn't look like they're expanding this. This was released as a promotion for Vixen, the character of Vixen being added to the upcoming uh, season of DC's Legends of Tomorrow TV show. So they released this existing series that actually could have gotten some juice. And DC's been doing really good stuff in the animated universe as more. Uh, this was released as little more than promotion for an upcoming appearance, uh, possibly a regular ed- ongoing edition. But of another show, man, that brings me down because Vixen is one of the few prominent black characters in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Not just black, but female characters. And after Wonder Woman, you'd think every female character would be like prime for a solid push. Black Canary's been there like ace in the hole forever. She's in this show for like six minutes tops. You know, which I guess when you consider the episodes is like more than one episode. Right. But as a whole, we're talking about a quote unquote movie. You think that's like a property, property. They'd, they'd explore now? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Big Barda. Um, uh, uh, friggin' uh, uh, Frost, Killer Frost, which is apparently uh, going back and forth as like a good character now. They're they're still like they're, they're debating what they want to do with these things. They're kind of all over the board, but at the very least, you've got ground to work with now. Power Girl has been the most questionable figure forever, you know, and it's never explored. Starfire even has juice coming from Teen Titans, and as as sad as it is to admit, kind of Teen Titans go for the sole purpose of the character being, um, um. Uh, I guess identifiable to newer to newer mm-hmm. generations of fans now. So Vixen is a character you could really do a lot with, and I heard nothing about this at all. And this is a movie that exists, the movie that existed for at least like four months, several months, and the series itself is two years in the making. So it's kind of a damn shame. When it comes down to the movie, however. I feel DC didn't necessarily drop the ball on this, but they didn't give it their all because after the just the hits DC has been knocking out of the park in the animation uh, realm. Mm. I didn't think Vixen measured up. Really? Yeah. I thought they focused too much on trying to ham fist the character's origin, which was never a big point. Which in is, the it's a common it's mistake never... with, you know, the adaptation of the comics and stuff like that is botching the origin. That's kind of like man. heavy-handed with that. Well, I mean, look we at how many uh, Spider-Mans we've gotten. Oh, don't, don't, don't. It's true, though. You know how many times do we have to see Uncle Ben die? 
it's like I, I feel like someone had a vendetta against that poor bastard. It's like, no, no, no. We gonna gotta relive your uncle dying over and you know, over. We tell the story of Peter Parker, now longtime Spider-Man, retired Spider-Man, uh, businessman who's making headway for younger heroes. No, no, no. Let's see. Let's see that. Let's see that 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 mother Ben uh, Ben Parker get cacked again. One more time. It's, it's like, it's like, let's wow, run that really? back. Yeah, yeah. Let's see him. Let's see him die on screen. And then have repeated flashbacks. I'm thinking at least seven in this movie. Like, really? It's funny it's how make- uh, Wolverine gets all of the you know old Logan origin story, all of those offshoots, but no other comic character gets it. That's a damn shame. There's so much good material to work with the comic characters, and they feel the need to force the origin stories again and again. Do you think that's like again. people cashing in on the hype of comic books that aren't really comic book fans that don't I, know the stuff? I don't know, because I remember when I first got into comics, I didn't know anything about them, but they weren't feeding me origin stories again. Origin stories are when a character's already established and you think it might be interesting to know where they came from. You know, you show me an origin story, you're essentially showing me the character before they can do anything cool that I would care about. Mm. If I'm going to buy action figures, I don't want to see them learning to use this thing. I want to see them using yeah. it and doing cool stuff when they know the what it is. The origin story is not the first thing you get, is what you're Absolutely saying. Absolutely right. not. No, it shouldn't be. It should never be. It's like, I and like this the... guy. Now I want to know more. Like, well, how did he start? So that, yeah. the origin story comes after you're right. And instead, we're getting it now. Like, that's the first thing you see. Yeah. You know, you know gotcha. the, one, the, the first one to do it right, which sadly was the first one to do it right on several levels and really gets no respect nowadays um and i partially blame it to continuing the series is blade you just see his mom kind of like gets that look up yeah. and it flashes in his face like that's, yeah my that's mom all died. you need i didn't want to see like oh well you know this is him growing up with whistler and learning to yeah i don't need a teenage blade no one wants that you know it's like a teenage jesus <laughs> you just forget about it you know what i mean <laughs> It's What's like, a 13-year-old Jesus look like? I don't yeah, give a shit. That, that, that Bible, they had it right. You know, Just skip the fluff and go right to the good stuff. <laughs> right. But that's uh, it. You're right. With, with, with Blade, you get, you, get, uh, you get his mom just doing that thing. You get a flash. He looks, sees the same thing. You're like, okay, this guy's got a scarred past. I really Bang, like that's that, it. That should have been on the marketing. It's Blade. Better than a teenage Jesus. <laughs> you're right. That would have been made, made some really right good there. copy. That's that a great a copy they missed hit. out on. That is absolute. Well, there Blade, was, better than teenage Jesus. One of my favorite books, oddly enough is um just a quick sidebar while talking about it is a book by christopher moore called lamb the gospel according to biff jesus's childhood friend and it paints the teen the story of the teenage jesus but it's not like well you know i went to this monastery and i went to this i, I fed these lepers and i clothed these so no uh it it basically makes jesus into batman or more apropos it makes jesus into samurai jack Ah. Yeah, so it's like it's like he turns thirteen. He's one. like, well, you know, Pharaoh's killing these people, and you know the rulers are kind of evil. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to travel ac- across the world. I'm going to learn every fighting style, every martial art. You know, I'm going to learn um, uh, every Zen technique, and then I'm going to come back and kick some ass. And he does, and it's awesome because it's like told from the per- from the perspective of his, of his of his homeboy, who's like, you know, you my boy, man. I got your back. I'm not letting you go out there by yourself. We're gonna do this. And it's like Jesus goes and meets with these people, and he's learning techniques and learning all these martial arts. And he's got his boy here who's going to all these places as well. His name and is Biff. Jesus, his name is Biff. That's so good. <laughs> it's, it's a real biblical name, Biff. <laughs> but while <laughs> but while Jesus is learning the sword fight, and you know, to learn to tap his chi, Biff is getting some ass at the local brothel. <laughs> Without drinking with with local, the uh, oldest <laughs> on Labor Day, by the way, the oldest. It existed back then. Yeah. Well, a real way to approach labor. Mm. But the DC could have had a really solid hit with this one. At the very least, if they even if they went with the route that they went, advertising this would have 
drawn so much interest, I think, and so much appeal for this character. And they might be banking on the appearance of um, Vixen in the uh, Legend of Tomorrow TV series, but I, I don't think that's enough. I think that's going to be a disservice to it because the way they've approached the characters um, that exist now in that series is you haven't really been able to see what they're fully capable of. And I think they're doing it like an old school Justice League. And I mean, old, old school Justice League, what the first um, in, in, incursion of them was these are the characters that exist in their own titles and aren't really selling. So let's put them in a, in a major property to try to boost get it some, a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's what they what they've been doing. And they're not they're not representing them correctly. It's Firestorm like kind of being is a on a good baseball team and you're not really a good player. You know what I mean? But the mm, team's all right. OK, yeah, no, I, I get that. And it's like they're really hoping for like that real that, that like choice season that mighty ducks moment yeah where you all come together and become like, oh I got a ring yeah you didn't really play other. but yeah I got I got the ring <laughs> hey man that bench was warm when those cats came off yes. the field because of me you know Martian Manhunter it's <laughs> it's, it's DC's uh, Vixen Colon the movie and I will say that at the very least it's something. You know, it's something that is a B team, a B level character that is still worthy of, uh, of of a lot of accolade. And this, I'm hoping, is just the first step in really bringing her out to the public. And then DC, I'm hoping the Legends of Tomorrow series goes goes gangbusters with Vixen's uh, with the addition of Vixen, and they do another animated series because they've really got a lot of ground to grow on. And this is a, real, a character they could really do interesting things with because she's not Superman. You know, she's not ridiculously overpowered and facing these these cosmic threats from nowhere. She's someone who can embody the spirit of animals and utilize that. It's a, it's a ground level hero, which is something they've overshadowed for so long. And I think there's a lot of story there that needs to be tapped. And this could be the way they tap it. So I'm hoping they do well. And I, and I think I will. I will. I'll definitely praise it for is <clears throat> the voices of the other DC heroes. Uh, in this sh- in this animated show, uh, were voiced by the the same actors who vo- who play them in the live action show. Okay. Firestorm was played by the same dude that does Firestorm. Um, Professor Stein was the same Professor Stein. You know, um, uh, the Flash was done by dude from uh, uh, from um, uh, from the Flash uh, and the guest that on Arrow and the Green Arrow was voiced by uh, what's his name that plays Arrow on Arrow. You know, so it's like that that was consistent and I like that. I, that I, th- I thought that was pretty dope. It's uh, Vixen, the animated, the, the movie, the animated movie. I recommend cats check it out. Deal with the tons of commercials you'll have to because, dude, there were tons of commercials forced into this. I think more than TV appearance, like yeah. six to eight minutes of commercials. Jesus. Really? But it's you like know a what? Skate magazine. Yeah, but it's worth seeing if to support this project because then they'll see folks want to see this and they'll get their asses in gear because they didn't advertise it before. They didn't advertise it now. And I think that definitely um, uh, robs the audiences of something that could really be great. Vixen, the animated series uh, and the movie. Thumbs up. Um, dude, I think we have time. I've like talked till I'm hoarse. All right. You look good, though, bud. That's important. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're too kind. This has been the Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to remind you all, uh, check us out at geekdownradio at gmail.com. And if you heard anything you, 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 you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, seek us out on Facebook, on Twitter. on We're on YouTube, on iTunes. You can subscribe there. Leave us a, leave us a review, all that good stuff. Man, and we will catch you all. Until then. We'll catch you all next time. Until then, peace. Peace.